On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space, we can do hard things. It is okay to release the people who are only meant to be there for a reason or a season. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're We're your hosts, hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California? and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com. That's D-R-D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D.com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. Our quote of the day. People come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. When you know which one it is, you will know what to do for that person. Author unknown. Now, lady, I know that at some point in life, you have heard that quote. But maybe you are today years old when you realize that that quote is actually from a longer poem. And so I'm going to read that for you now. Reason, season, or lifetime. People come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. When you know which one it is, you will know what to do for that person. When someone is in your life for a reason, it is usually to meet a need you have expressed. They have come to assist you through a difficulty to provide you with guidance and support, to aid you physically, emotionally, or spiritually. They may seem like a godsend, and they are. They are there for the reason you need them to be. Then, without any wrongdoing on your part, or at an inconvenient time, this person will say or do something to bring the relationship to an end. Sometimes they die. Sometimes they walk away. Sometimes they act up and force us to take a stand. What we must realize is that our need has been met, our desire fulfilled, their work is done. The prayer you sent up has been answered, and now it is time to move on. 
some people come into your life for a season because your turn has come to share, grow, or learn. They bring you an experience of peace or make you laugh. They may teach you something you have never done. They usually give an unbelievable amount of joy. Believe it, it is real, but only for a season. Lifetime relationships teach you lifetime lessons, things you must build upon in order to have a solid emotional foundation. Your job is to accept the lesson, love the person, and put what you have learned to use in all other relationships and areas in your life. It is said that love is blind, but friendship is clairvoyant. Human connections are essential to our health and well-being. So thank everyone whose presence in your life has made a difference. That was beautiful. And I feel like I need to verbally vomit because so much came up for me as you shared that beautiful poem, Dom. Well, let's just dive in. Let's dive in. So one thing I want to say, lady, before we start this conversation, just like many things on the podcast, this is one of those topics where you may resonate with it. You may not. And if it resonates, cool, pick it up, take it with you. If it don't, put it down or pass it to someone else, right? It's all about perspective yes. and what you believe to be true. Girl, so as you were reading that, I realized that this is a bit of a triggering conversation for me. And I've, I didn't know that before we talked about it. Not necessarily a bad way, but it's just it, a lot of emotions come up because I realized that I'm the kind of person where I want to keep people for a lifetime, Ooh. especially good people, like people that are, because mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm a good person. I'm a good friend. I have good energy when people are around me. And when I meet other people like that, I'm like, I just want, I want you, I want to be friends forever. Like yes. I want to just stay together forever. And I don't like ending relationships and I've had friendships and yeah, I've had a lot of, like I've had not a lot, but I've had friendships that have ended and it felt to me like it was premature, but mm. I think a lot of times you don't really know what type of relationship it is until you're looking back on it, like in hindsight, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's just, that's the seed I'll plant for now, Don. What about you? What came up for you as you reflected on that? Well, I think the thing, uh, reflecting on what you just shared, I think it's so real, right? That particularly when we meet good people, you don't want to let them go, right? Like, I think what came up for me as you were saying that I was reflecting on people that I've worked with or people that I met in various stages in school and dope people. And at the time that we connect, it's like where we when we initially connect, it's like we're going to be together forever. Right. Like I, I think of that scene in color purple where they're like, me and you must never part. Like, no, we're going to be together forever. Right. And the reality is that it doesn't always work that way. There's, there's very few people who are with us forever. Yeah, no, that's just so powerful. And uh, Oh my gosh, I'm trying to think of what, what we're even going to dive into next. Do you have any experiences or any stories around this? Because I've had, I want to say two 
friends in particular who it felt like they kind of broke up with me, but it was like unofficial. Mm. I really like closure. When I don't have closure, it drives me crazy. And so that word, it drives me bonkers. We're working on using crazy casually, lady. But anyway, I think about those two instances and it's very it was very hurtful for me. Although I learned a lot from the the relationships that I had with these two women, one of them just kind of like disappeared. This was back in college. One of them just kind of disappeared. And I was like, well, we're friends. But the interesting thing about it, Dom, is that we connected at a critical point in life and we connected around a death. Mm -hmm. And months after we connected around that experience, I feel like I might as well just give more details. So my dad passed away. And we connected around that time. And then a couple months later, her dad passed away. And we were able to really help each other. It was so bizarre the way that it all unfolded. But we were connected and had a deep, deep relationship and connection. It was so it's such a great friendship. And then it kind of just fizzled off because of college and life. And yeah. although we ended up reconnecting years later, and she may listen to the podcast, hey girl. Although we reconnected years later, the initial disconnect really hurt me because I was like, wait, what happened? Like that was my... My person, I just, I yeah. get really connected to people, especially when we connect in a deep way. And then the other relationship ended by death. And that was really tough because we never really got to have a conversation about the state of the friendship. So those are the two instances that come to mind when I think about this topic, which feels a little triggering. So when you think about that, would you say that they were part of your life for a reason or a season? So when I think about... The first one. Or a lifetime. That Let me not yeah. exclude that option. I will say what we experienced, my friend and I, who both of our dads passed away, I would say that there was something special about the season we were in. Like as teenagers, mm -hmm. this happened. Like what we experienced then was so impactful because of the way we were able to be there for each other because of what we both experienced. And it was so fresh for us. And although we're still cool now. I don't think we're as close as we were back then. So I think mm -hmm. there's potential for it to be a lifetime. Here I go. Everything's a lifetime, right? There's a potential because we're still, we're still good. We still catch up and pick up like we never left off. But I think that that season that we had together was just so special and can't really be replicated, if that makes yeah. sense. The yeah. other relationship that did end by my friend passing away, I would say that that was, I don't know, Don, it was between a reason and season. It's kind of hard for me, but I definitely learned a lot from that relationship. And I'm still working through the closure of that because now it is so finite, you know, like the ending yeah. is just like, it's there. So I've actually been doing some rituals and like spiritual rituals to connect and get the closure that I de desire. But that's my long-winded answer. What about you, Don? Yeah, I think for me, what comes up is I refl I'm reflecting on... Like the last month or so, I've just been like reflecting on the various stages of my life mm -hmm. and and recognizing that like this topic of reason, season, lifetime doesn't just apply to people, right? That it applies to situations that there are some situations that we encounter for a specific reason. It serves a finite purpose, right? And then there are some situations that last a season. And then there's others that like situations that are a lifetime. And, and so I was thinking about all of, all of that and putting all of that in context and 
I was thinking about like past romantic relationships and would I consider that a season or like, was that person in my life for a season or for a specific reason? And I think that there are some, there are some men that I dated that were in my life for a reason, right? There was something that they brought to the table, right? That I needed to, a lesson that I needed to learn. So one guy that I'm thinking of, he didn't know how to be honest, right? But also within that, I didn't trust my instincts in questioning. Like I would question, he would divert, and I would let it go. Or my spidey senses would pick up something and I would ignore it, right? And so moving forward after him, I that was my lesson. He came into my life for that reason, to teach me that lesson, to trust my instincts, right? And to speak up for myself. I think about various places where I've worked and how I look at those as seasons in my life. And when I reflect back, and it's easy to do this like in hindsight, right? Like in hindsight, I can step, I can look at it and say, that was a particular, when I worked for this employer, I was in a particular season in life. And there were things that how I grew as a person through those seasons and part of what, you know, how I, the narrative that I'm giving that's that season is also acknowledging that part of why I left those jobs was because the growing needed to continue somewhere else, right? The time had come, that season was over. The hard part within that so just keep following me here. The hard part within those within that is that within those seasons, I met so many good people. And so then I reflect on, well, were those people just for that season? Or are they going to be around for a lifetime, right? And there are a couple that are still around. They know who they are. And there are others that I might talk to every couple of years. And it's okay. There's no like bad blood or anything. Every It's all love. We're just not as close as we used to be because we were in that same season together. That makes so much sense, Don. And as you were saying that, I just a bunch of questions came up. So, lady, feel free to answer these questions for yourself. I was thinking to myself, do we choose, right? Like, do we get to choose this person is in my life for a reason, season, lifetime, right? Or is it something that we just sort of, I don't know, innately know within our our gut, right? Like, once we start reflecting, because I know for me, like I said earlier, 
I, and this probably has to do with my abandonment issues and my childhood and trauma and all that, but I want to keep people, especially good people that I like and that we have a great connection with so much so that y'all, I'm that person where, because I haven't really changed much over the years. When I say that, I mean like my, my, the essence of me and my perspective, of course I've changed physically and mentally and all those things. But when I think about who I am at the core, that part has not changed. And I typically assume that it hasn't for other people, although it's very different and people do change a lot. Right. And so I'm the person where when Facebook first, you know, started, I would go and I would find childhood friends back from elementary school. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, let's connect. Like, how are you? And I'm ready to pick up. Like we was just coming off the playground. And it's like so much time has passed. You don't, this could be a serial killer. Like you don't know who this person is, but I'm just, I have, I have some fond memories from back then. And it just excites me to be able to connect. So I'm definitely a sucker for nostalgia, but it makes me think about what happens when we bring people into a season and they probably weren't meant for that season. So like what happens, I know there have been situations where I've tried to hold on to relationships that in my gut or friendships where I'm like, we probably shouldn't, I think this has run its course. Like they were probably in my life for a reason, but I'm trying to bring them with me. And now I'm noticing that things are a bit off balanced, if that makes sense, right? Because the purpose was served and now we're just, we're going into like overtime, you know? And so it makes me yes. think about consequences. I know several people too who are in relationships and let me just paint a picture, right? I'm not going to share names obviously, but there's a woman, we'll call her Jasmine. Okay. Her name is Jasmine and her partner is Aladdin. I'm being very creative here. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> So okay, Jasmine, Jasmine and this is a real person, like not the names, but these are real people yes. that I know, real personas. So yeah. Jasmine has so much potential, is successful, is getting money. She's good. Aladdin, Aladdin is a bum ass. Finish the sentence. Okay. And, and what I noticed is that when it comes to the, the dynamic in the relationship, it really seems as though Jasmine is being held back because she's in, she is dragging Aladdin on. And it's like, you, girl, you should have dropped Aladdin like a bad habit a long time ago, but you're still stringing him along and he's bringing you down because he's insecure. He's jealous. He's asking for all your money. Like it's just a whole unhealthy dynamic. And she is suffering because of who she decided to bring along with her. And I'm, although I'm not religious, y'all, I was raised in church and I am spiritual. It makes me think about Jonah in the in the belly of the whale and how the sailors were suffering when it comes to the storm that was coming because Jonah wasn't supposed to, Jonah was not supposed to be there. He was not following his assignment. That season had passed and he was, he was there. And so now the people that were surrounded by him were now being impacted by his consequences because they were connected to him and they probably should not have been, right? And so it just makes me think about those questions. What what comes up for you, Don, as you hear that? <laughs> you know, I think about like how people do keep people around past their time, right? And it makes me think about how do we, because you asked the question earlier about do we choose, right? And I think that in some instances, yes, we do choose. So then there's instant, once it's been revealed to us, we can choose to in that season, right? We can choose to ask this person to remove themselves from our lives or we remove ourselves from their lives, however you want to approach it, right? And then I also think about the people that come in that 
we kind of know, like you said earlier, like we know like, oh, this person's going to be a lifer, right? <laughs> like I got this person for a lifetime. And I think about like, for me, like I have people who I would consider lifers <laughs> from various stages in my life, right? Various seasons. And they have moved with me like that. They're the lifetime people. They have moved with me through various seasons and stages of life. And the relationship will evolve, right? Most of those relationships are going to evolve. How often we get to connect, what we're connecting on, like those things may change. But when that phone call is made, like, this is going on. I need you. Those lifetime folks are the people who are the, are the ones who are going to show up. Right. And your seasoned folks will show up too, but your lifetime folks are going to show up and you might not have seen each other in years. They're going to find a way to support, like they're supporting you. Those are the lifetime folks. But I think, you know, going back to the folks who don't make it, to that lifetime status, because the reality is that not everyone needs to make it to that lifetime status. For those folks who don't make it to that lifetime status, it can be hard. Like, like you said, like there are some folks that I'm like, oh, I want them to be lifetimers, but <sighs> that it's just not meant to be. And, and so allowing, for me, it's allowing myself that space to kind of acknowledge that, to grieve it and to be okay with it. That's so powerful. As you were saying that, it made me think about our conversation with Trap Yoga Bay, where she talked about like the offboarding initiation that she does. And I think that there definitely should be one there should be time for us to reflect. I love this time of year too, because this is such a great time to reflect. This is literally my favorite month to think about next year and really reflect on the past, the, you know, the past year, but also reflecting on relationships. Like who is in your life? You know, I, Dom, I don't know about you, but my husband and I were talking about this and we're typically the people in our friend group. We're the ones that usually reach out to everyone. We're always checking in like, Hey, how are you doing? Just be, keeping the relationship going with folks and People don't often do that for us. And sometimes it can feel a little frustrating and a little lonely when you're the only one reaching out and you're like, damn, the only reason we really stay connected is because I'm always checking in on you and I initiate the conversation. And that kind of sucks. But this might be a good time to reflect on all of those relationships and kind of see where you think people should go based on how they're showing up based on this season. I think back to when I was going through my infertility journey. And, you know, we've talked about it on the podcast, but I think about the women that I connected with during that phase. I think about the different apps and the YouTube videos I was consuming. And for me, that was all for a reason. It really helped to get me through that phase. I even think about the videos I would watch as I was preparing for my home birth and things of that nature. Now, the funny thing is after that phase was over, like after the birth, I haven't watched a birth video outside of my own since that time. I'm like, I don't want to see it. I've, I've moved past that season. I'm on to this, whew, this toddler phase now, which has been very interesting. And so now I'm in a new chapter. And so I don't really need the same support, the same folks that I was connected with before. I don't really need them in this season because we were together for that 
short stint of time. And now we moved on. Some people made it through to the next round, which is totally okay. And it's not even like a bad thing. It's not like there's bad blood. I deleted some of the apps off my phone. I no longer go to the videos. But to go back to what you said earlier, Dom, about different, like it could be a perspective, right? Or a habit, right? Or a mindset or people, relationships, jobs. And one of the, I guess, habits and perspectives that I had and really the way I was showing up was this spirit of timidness, right? Being very timid, not speaking up for myself and being afraid and fearful. And when I reflect on that, Dom, that served me during a certain season of my life where I was in a toxic and abusive environment, right? And so it served me well there. But as I began to, when I moved, I didn't need that anymore. So it didn't serve me, right? And so that was a an attribute of myself that served me in the season. And now I've transitioned and evolved and I've worked on letting that go and adopting new habits and mindsets that serve me where I'm at, where I'm at now. I love that, that, that acknowledgement, right? That like there are seasons of perspective. Yes. Right. And, and I think that a lot of it can overlap, right? Mm -hmm. Because as you talk, as you were talking, what came up for me is like how it overlaps, right? That you were in this season or period of your life where you were in a toxic and abusive environment. And that was a season in your life, right? And so in that season, you needed a particular perspective to navigate it, to survive in it, right? Yep. What can happen for folks is that perspective where folks can get caught up is that they have that perspective in this one environment, this one season, and then they carry that same perspective into the new season and it's no longer serving them. And then that's when folks are, that's when, you know, people are like, well, what is going on? What's wrong? Because your, your perspective needs to shift. Like there needs to be, you need a new perspective with this new season of life that you're in. And I also, you know, it's, it's funny, like as we, the more we're talking about this, the more I also just think about the importance of acknowledging the space that you're in at the time that you're in it. And because sometimes that's what helps us to move forward when it's like release it when it's time, right? That like I think about the season of grad school. I don't need to go back to that season ever in life. I'm appreciative for all the people that I met and the experiences that I had. Some of those people are lifetime folks, right? And I have grown so much from that season that I wouldn't want to be, I wouldn't be able to thrive in this new season that I'm in, this current season that I'm in, if I was showing up as grad school, Dominique. Like, I think, like you said, like my essence of who I am is still there. But I'm in a different season. And so I got to show up with new season behavior, new season mindset. I 
like that. Okay. New season behavior, new season mindset as we go into the new year, right? That's something to think about. Dom, I hope this isn't too personal, but I wanted to ask you when you think about, well, first, let me say, I, based on our conversation, it feels like we do to some degree choose who we want to be a lifetime person, right? We either, we either are looking at this you know, from our deathbed and we're like, okay, these are the people who were here a lifetime because like this is the end, you know what I mean? Or it's like, okay, we're here, we're living, we're healthy. And these are the people I, I choose to be in my life for a lifetime. What qualities or attributes do you look for when, when it comes to your lifetime people? So I know there are certain attributes that I look for in my lifetime folks. I think my, my lifetime folks, there's a certain, there was a reason that we initially connected and there's some commonality. Like there's something that we have in common that keeps us connected. So I think about several of my lifetime folks are folks from back home. And a couple of those folks I met later in life in different, in later seasons. And they've carried on because we have that thing in common of being from New Orleans and there's this shared, this shared way of being, right? Or shared understanding. But I think also what's important is folks who are will, are supportive. And I want to be clear that supportive doesn't mean that they are yes people. That they like the people who my biggest supporters are the people who are willing to be honest with me. But I call them supporters because they show up. And so if I ask, if I say, if I ask for feedback, or if I share that I'm going through something good or bad, they're right there, whether it's asking questions about how they can help me or providing me with insight, providing me with knowledge or providing me with something to, to make me think through, right? Like I think about one of my mentors who, and we've had her on the podcast, Dr. Kimberly James, and we, we had her on the podcast to talk about career things, right? And part of my, like her role in my life is she's my go-to person before I take a new job anywhere. We talk it through. We've been doing that since I started, since I was met her when we, I was on postdoc. Like every, every new thing that I consider, I'm talking it through with her. Right. And so now she's become my, one of my lifetime people. And I met her in a particular season. And so I look for people who there's some shared interests, some commonalities, but also people who will show up and support. I think those are big things. I think people who are authentic, even when we're not vibing, right? Like, but I can count on you to be your authentic self. I don't have to like it and you don't have to like what I'm doing, but we are authentic and we appreciate that about one another. What about for you? 
Well, first, let me just say, Dom, I love that list. And I would definitely echo those sentiments because I think that's all so important, especially the the people that are going to like, that are going to give you honest feedback, right? Because I, I don't want no yes people around me. Let me know. Okay. If you see my lace not laid, Lay right. Tell a sister. I got a boogie in my nose. Like, let me know. I was just know. about to say that. Come yep. on. If I stink mm-hmm. and you're like, girl, did you put on deodorant? Like, let me know. Don't have me out here looking crazy. That's, that's the right. thing. So I'm with you. I would agree. I would say that one of the important attributes that I look for, Dom, in my lifetime, people being self-reflective. Because I know how self-reflection has, how it's done wonders for me. And also I realized that in the relationships that are not fruitful and that are not very positive in my life, that people typically have a hard time seeing themselves and being truthful about how they're showing up. And as a person like myself, who's highly reflective, I will, I know when my shit stinks and I'm open to feedback when it does stink. And I see, like, I look at myself, you know, like literally in the mirror, but also like from a from a spiritual and mental perspective, a holistic perspective of how are you showing up? What can you work on? Like, I know my my flaws and character defects very well. And so I would hope that the person that is my friend would know theirs as well. So that if we have to talk about something and something came up, it's like you already know what you're bringing to the table, right? So I think that's important. I would also say being open to feedback. Communication is so important, not just communication, but healthy and fruitful communication. And if someone's not open to feedback, I used to think that if you don't have arguments with your, your good friends, then you're A1. Like, oh, it's a perfect friendship. And as we began to get older and as the stakes got higher and things came up, it's like, no, it's actually, conflict is not a bad thing. It's about how we are approaching conflict, how we're showing up in the midst of conflict, right? And if we can't be friends after a disagreement, then, huh? Right? So I would say open to feedback. The next, I'm going to name them off pretty quickly. I would say being optimistic. Like I don't need no negative Nancys, as they say, or no negative Nasirs around me. Like, yes, we all have bad days and we be venting, but everything can't just be the skies falling. And you know what I mean? Like we need to have some faith because we have some big goals and dreams over here. Yeah, we do. Right. And so being optimistic, but also being secure, like I want my friends to be happy. I want them to have their own lives and their own goals and whatever makes them happy. I want them to be doing that because I don't want to be a target for someone who is not living their best life because oh, that part, come on, because we have big goals and dreams. And I know, I know it so well because I know how I felt in the past when I wasn't as secure and maybe I had a friend who was doing better than me or they were doing things that I wanted to do. And I remember those feelings that I felt of envy and not really knowing how to show up and be genuinely happy because I'm not happy with myself. So I want my friends to be happy in those lifetime people. I want them to be secure in themselves. And then the last thing, so I'm not going to give you all a laundry list, even though it's getting there. The last for me, Don, would be reciprocity. So like, I should not be the only person that's checking in on the only person that's giving gifts or compliments or whatever it might be, because then it gets a bit uneven and there's no balance. So those are mine. (laughs) I love those. Not too much to ask for, right? No, particularly if this is going to be a lifetime person, right? Mm -hmm. 
folks that are there for a season, okay, cool. Folks that are there for a reason, got it. I, you, you've served your purpose in my life. I've served my purpose in yours. Like, be out. Mm-hmm. As hard as it might be. And yeah. so I think that that brings us to thinking about the tips for mm-hmm. releasing or like when the per- when we know that this person is there for a season or a reason and not the, these are not the lifetime people, right? Mm-hmm. I would say, you know, the first thing that I think about is acknowledging that it is okay to release the people who are not going to be lifetime folks, right? That it is okay to release them. And I know we talked earlier about that being hard, but we can acknowledge that we can do hard things. I'm going to say that one more time as an affirmation for the people who need it. We can do hard things. It is okay to release the people who are only meant to be there for a reason or a season. I love that, Dom, and I love that mantra and affirmation as well. And that takes us to number two, which is allow yourself to grieve the loss of the reason or season. So if you do find that you are in in that place when you're like, you know what, I think this relationship or this perspective or whatever it might be, this habit has run its course, grieving that loss. Like that's totally okay. And we actually have an episode about this too, Dom. I believe it's called, is it ambiguous grief? Yes. A, yep. Come on, memory. A, mm-hmm. Y'all Google ambiguous grief and cultivating her space. That is a bomb episode. I'm not just saying it because it's ours. It really is a great episode that people don't talk yes. enough about. So that's yes. number two. Allow yourself to grieve the loss. Number three is reflect on the lessons and the positives that were brought to you by the reasons and the seasons. I think, you know, that, that, Attitude of gratitude is so important and giving yourself that time and in the, in the moment that it's, that you're living this season and after give yourself time to reflect on the lessons and the positive things. Right. I know. Cause that's also part, like when we're grieving, it might e- be easy or when the, person or situation ends on bad terms, it's easy to go to the negative, right? Mm -hmm. In our feelings and not really acknowledging the lessons that we needed to learn from that and the positives that came about because of that. And when we focus on those things, that makes the grief a little bit easier and it makes it easier to release them. Yes. Amen. Amen. Dom. I would agree with that. I, I like to say there's a purpose for the pain and that may not resonate with everyone. Like I remember posting that recently and someone shared that, that it's like problematic to believe that perspective. And I get it, especially if you're in the midst of your trauma. However, that is my truth. Like I believe that because I do one of my mantras and one of the beliefs that I have is that everything is working out for my good. And so even though there there are painful situations I've experienced, right, Don, we've experienced painful situations in life. I'm talking about being, you know, physically and verbally abused, losing a parent. I'm thinking about being in a toxic, manipulative relationship. And those are things that I didn't necessarily 
understand the why in the moment. But looking back in hindsight, I can literally look back and be grateful for the miscarriage that I had and be grateful for the infertility journey because it did teach me so much about myself. It taught me so much about manifestation, but that's not everyone's truth and everyone's story. So again, lady, if it doesn't resonate, just leave it where it's at. But that is my truth, that there is a purpose for my pain. And so I love the the tips here that we shared. I think I'm going to revisit this episode myself as we begin to reflect on this year and go into the next. And then Don, one of the things I would love to talk about in the after show is how do you know what category someone fits in, right? When you're like, wait, I got this person, this person. Are they a reason to season or lifetime? Let's dive into that in the after show. So lady, be sure to visit herspacepodcast.com and click on Wisdom Wednesday with Terry Patreon and you can get access to our video episodes and the after show because we're about to jump on into a whole nother conversation right here, okay? Hey lady, it's Terry here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. I'm hosting a free podcasting masterclass where I'm going to teach you how to create your impactful podcast and how you can generate multiple streams of income. You can visit podcastwithterry.com to register for free. I hope to see you there. Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Herspace Podcast, or check out our website at herspacepodcast.com. And before we meet again, repeat after me. I attract abundance and prosperity with ease.